this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. Wait, no. Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows that have only lasted for a single season. But before we get into that, I have a bit. Wait, no. Well, no. <laughs> hey, welcome you, to Ending Pending. I'm, right I'm your host, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a genetic disorder that is illegal, and I'm Evan. I'm coming to you live from the fifth dimension, what? and I'm Ronnie. Why is everyone modulating their volume so weird? I don't what know. I'm just pl- if, I'm playing you, in the space that Andy has established. If you can tell by those introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. We're currently covering Fox's TV's Generation X, which was canceled after the pilot TV movie. But before we get into that, I have a bit for us. Is is the bit just we're doing some are we whispering? Asthma? Is, that I, is, this, is, this some, is this the ASMR that I've been hearing so much about from 2010? I was told that I brought it too hot and heavy, that I came mm. in raw and wriggling like the fish that Gollum eats, and I thought I'd bring it down a notch. So I, you, I, you whispered uh, yeah. into the mic? Yeah, instead I, of coming in yelling and sure. throwing off the thing, Evan was like, you don't know what it's like to have to record next to Andy. And I don't think I said it. You said like something that. very similar to that. Uh, you were like, listener at home, you don't know what it's like to be directly next to Andy right now. And uh, uh, I, I thought I'd whisper. I do recall you uh, like screaming at the top of your voice. Yeah, out. I was excited about Bo Burnham. Okay. So I am excited about X-Men. I fucking love the X-Men. I love the X-Men. This ain't that. No, this, is, this, is this ain't a that. far cry. Uh, but I do have a fun bit for us. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. the bit. So, What's the bit? So while I have been catching up on the current era, I'm just reading in trade at the moment. Uh, I was going back to um, some of the the older X-Men stuff that I had missed from the Bendis era. And in it, in uh, one of the Wolverine and the X-Men comics, they have a curriculum on the page of what mutant professors are teaching what classes. And I thought I'd ask you guys what class your co-host would teach. And while you think of answers, I'll just read out some of my favorites from this curriculum. Gotcha. That'll be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, To give y'all time to think of what classes at the Xavier Institute, because the Gene Gray school for higher learning is bullshit. Wolverine's wrong. So we're, we're at the Xavier Institute. What classes you teach? Uh, So we have here, uh, ethics 101, forgetting everything you ever learned from Emma Frost with headmistress Kitty Pride. <laughs> uh, algebra sucks, I know, but you still have to learn it with Professor Bobby Drake. How do- I, 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 cha- I challenge that Bobby Drake is teaching a math class. He's an accountant. Is he? Is he an accountant yeah. or is he an accountant? Like, is he a when spicy he, accountant the way TikTok talks about it? When when he left the X-Men to try and be a heterosexual and to try and be a normal human, he became an accountant. He he got a math uh, degree. I want to point out 
I'm terrible at math. I'm really bad at math. I got an A in every accounting class I ever took. So math and accounting math are two totally different things. I'd just like sure. to point out. How to weaponize household products with Professor Remy LeBeau. Mm-hmm. Uh, diction and linguistics with Professor Rogue. <laughs> That's just very funny to me. It's very good. Uh, outer space survival skills. Uh, my time as a star jammer with Professor Rachel Gray. Oh, this is also a very good one. World history, 1880 to 1950, an eyewitness account with Headmaster Logan. (laughs) So those are some fun. uh, Oh, uh, sex ed with Professor Remy LeBeau is great as well. (laughs) If anyone knows how to practice safe sex, it is the man who is fucking the woman who will kill you if you touch her. Sure. Sure. Um... Obviously, Ronnie teaches theater. Like, obviously. I mean, thank you. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be a very spicy theater because you've got kids who can, you know, do light effects with their hands. I don't need a fly system for the Peter Pan musical when my man can just fly. You know what I mean? I don't I don't need the cables and all. Ronnie teaches uh, theater 300 advanced theater. <laughs> and uh, you can you can finally put on your Dazzler Longshot musical. Oh, that yes. you wrote with people that's who what, will really get it. That is how I, 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 I uh, interview for the part for the for the for the part <laughs> for the job. <laughs> for the job. I just I showcase my my uh, my musical that I have uh, written on actual real life people in this universe. And Andy would teach something like, uh, how to blend in, in society and bend humans to your will, uh, so that you don't get caught being a mutant, something like that. Some kind of, uh, I was, I was going to say some kind of public, public speaking, but for like, to, to really just like, it, it would be called like public speaking. Fuck the public. Um. It, it, it sounds like I'm teaching at the Magneto School for Supervillains. Like, well, I mean, no, I mean, like, being a mutant has been illegal at various points, and also mm-hmm. there's a ton of mutant discrimination. So you got to teach these kids how to go about daily life just, in a way that lets them blend in and also get humans to do what they want and not just turn on that charm. Yeah, Let that charm. I, 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 I see what you're saying. I'm very much against mutants blending in. They should rise up. Like Magneto said, we are your gods now. Well, this and is a class that would be taught at, you did specify it's Xavier, Xavier school. Yeah, no, if you were limited by this approach to uh, uh, mutant human relations, this would be your strongest skill mm. is, uh, you know, teaching young mutants how to sweet talk their way out of encounters with the police. I mean, don't get me wrong. Eric, at some point, would come along and poach you away to the the mutant mute, mute brotherhood school or whatever it's called. Um, but but just this is how you get, you know, your foot in the door so yes. that you can Andy get on Eric's the radar. Parameters. No, that's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. Ronnie, what do you think Evan is teaching? Uh, just some kind like maybe maybe like horticulture, maybe maybe some kind of, you know, like. I don't want to like strictly say like herbology, but like <laughs> some kind of way to like, you know, I don't, I don't know a mutant that is like the girl in the movie Sky High who can control plants and shit like that, but like that 
that and like I was crafting beautiful kind of landscapes organic, out of some it. Some kind of organic biology. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was going to say uh, gardening and how to talk to bugs 101. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a, also, a better skill. I mean, you can roll that into like just a general science class and probably these mutants want to know some shit about their cells and how they work. Yeah. And um, then you and then you just like build a chair or some shit. I don't, I've never seen you build a chair, <laughs> but if anyone could build a chair, it's Evan. Uh, I don't really do woodworking, but I want to learn. So give, give it give it some time. Mm-hmm. And end, end of 2021, you'll be chairing all over the place. The only woodworking I've done really is building a little shelf and making some little stands for my ammonite fossils. So they stand up right. That's that's significantly more woodwork than anyone I know has ever done, <laughs> except for my except for my, my little car. With the with the CO two canister in the back that raced across the tech floor and did not win. So for for my class for you, Ronnie, a key element of good X Men comics is the soap opera. Like mm. the the Avengers, their coworkers, sure, and the Fantastic Four is a family, sure, but the X Men. I'm the Dom is. Toretto that gets in there and just <laughs> peeks over the shoulder every now and then, be like, "Hey, we're family." The and, X-Men and here's the drama that you need is a bunch of horny people who are all very attractive, and none of them know how to communicate. And everyone's trying to sleep with everyone, and everyone's mad at everyone, and there's a lot of drama, and it's great. And so, I think the skills you have, Ronnie, that would best be suited to a classroom of future X-Men is uh, Friendship 101, how to <laughs> make relationships and talk about your feelings. Because uh, yeah. you are great at making friends and you are great at you. communicating uh, your needs in relationships and you're you're good at listening to what your friends need and, and supporting and giving it to them. And I think <laughs> if anyone... In the comic book landscape, could use that. It is uh, the X Men. That is fair. That is. I was thinking like I'm like directing soap opera style the drama that is happening, but I very much like the idea of just like no, don't. Let's just let's just be friends. And then, you- and then and then you can fuck. But like for <laughs> now, let's 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 just be friends. Here's how here's how you maintain a healthy uh, yeah. relationship, whether that be a friendship or uh, something else, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you'd be great at that. I was going to do a theater thing for you, but then Evan said it, and then I had to think real fast. I on had my to feet. get in fast because yeah. that was the obvious answer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you would be a great theater professor. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. That's a you good ever, bit. You ever thought about doing like community theater or anything? I know you have a tiny I've, child. Yeah, I've I've uh, I've dabbled in. I used I used to uh, my my graduation project was uh, I directed uh, my elementary school's theater program for a couple of years. Hmm. Um, so I did uh, fourth, fifth and sixth grade kids did uh, did some shows. Uh, and that was that was lots of fun. Um, I would like to work with adults because I'm sure that would be infinitely more fun. <laughs> Probably. Um, but but uh, some you never know. You never know what the road has in store someday. 
maybe I'll do an X-Men musical called Dazzler and Longshot. And it'll be great. Gosh, I love it. Uh, that was a good I'm bit. Sh- I'm, oh, thank you. I'm sure Evan is about to do the recap. And I just need to stress before we get into that, that I love the X-Men and the X-Men are good. But this is this is not this. Is yeah, not this that. is nonsense. I was like tuning in and out throughout this because we'll, we'll get into this. But yeah, let's get into boy, it. Boy. Boy, the the greatest crime of this show is that it was boring. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, our point of view character for this iteration of the X Men is Jubilee, who is white. In this, white Jubilee, white Jubilee, um, and she's a mutant, and she's like past puberty age, so her mutant powers didn't just show up, but uh, they like, manifest in an arcade, and she gets arrested because it's illegal to be a mutant, and her mom's like, oh, we'll get, uh, we'll just get her some training, and, uh, we just didn't, we didn't register for the mutant registration thing because, you know, it just happened, and they were like, bullshit, it happens at puberty, she's going to jail, or whatever, and, um, the... People running the Xavier School in this iteration of the X-Men are, for some reason, Emma Frost and um, Banshee. And the dude playing Banshee is doing a real hard uh, uh, accent. It's uh, uh, Irish accents. I do want to point out a fun fact is that he was Banshee in the 90s cartoon. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I didn't know that. But anyway, for some reason, they're running the Xavier School and they like save her. They like convince her that like, hey, we've got the, you know, we got a place where mutants can be safe and everything will be fine. And she's like, but they're like, trust us. And she's like, okay. And so there's a bunch of other, like, off-brand mutants at the school. There's, like, a girl who's just really strong, and that's apparently a mutation, and they act like this... Cool, we gotta get into that. But anyway, there's a bunch of off-brand mutant kids at this mutant school. Uh, And so, like, there's a whole... Like, a lot of the movie is just them, like, demonstrating their powers and hanging out and doing school stuff. Um... And the uh, the antagonist of this movie is um, last name Tresh. What is his name? Something Russell Tresh. Tresh. R- Russell yes. Tresh. And he is uh, Jim Carrey as sure. played like. Freddy Krueger as played by Jim Carrey. He's doing a Jim Carrey impression throughout this entire uh, movie. And we theorize that it's because the the one Batman movie had just come out, the Schumacher Batman movie, where... It's, uh, it's even the same plot. Yeah. He has the same, he has the same character arc and plot as the Riddler in Batman Forever. Mm-hmm. So, um, Tresh is trying to, like, develop, develop dream psychic power so he can like get into people's dreams and like influence their behavior and he's convinced that getting mutant brain matter from like a psychic mutant will give him 
ma- like special powers to like go into people's dreams and control them. So um, he's like after, and for some reason, it seems like all of the mutants, even ones whose powers are not related to like psychic stuff, in the you know, if they exist in the comics, their powers aren't related to having psychic powers. But for some reason, it seems like all of the mutants are psychic in this, in addition to whatever their other powers are. Don't know. Um, so, uh, Tresh is trying to, like, capture mutants, and he convinces one of them to, like, join him to, you know, do research and control the world. And, uh, the other mutant kids have to rescue the one kid who got taken in by this mad scientist guy. Um. That's about it. Yeah, that, that's really all that happens. They, they win and the bad guy gets sent into, like, some kind of, like, liminal dimension or something like that. Because, like, his weird dream thing, his, like, dream, uh machine goes wrong and he gets trapped in the dream dimension or something like that. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was so much movie and so little happened in all of it. (laughs) There was so much. Uh, yeah. Also, I should, we should specify, I don't know if we made this clear. The reason this falls into our format is because this was a show. This was the pilot of a show and apparently it did air. But it was like so poorly received that they just did not air any more of it. This is the only one, and it's like a it's like a made for TV movie length pilot episode. Well, well, speaking of being poorly received, I got uh, you know I gotta ask it. Uh, hey Andy, hey Ronnie, this uh uncompleted un un to f- brought to fruition TV pilot. Uh, did it work for you? <sighs> it's really bad. There are some positives, which I will get into, but hmm. overall, as a whole, it is a, uh, it is a mutant phobic hate crime. Hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. This, uh, I don't want to say failed pilot, but I'm going to say failed pilot. It was pilot. a failed, yeah, that's exactly it, what it was. It failed in a lot of ways. Uh, did it, did it work for you? No, no, it was bad. It wasn't even like so bad it's good because there just was just so much of nothing happening for most of it. So no, I don't, it wasn't even like fun to watch in a hilarious way. I should have got drunk or something, but I didn't, so it was terrible. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. You know I gotta ask. I know you do. Hit me with it. Did this uh, anti-mutant propaganda made by the purifiers work for you? Um, it super did not. I... Hated this. It yeah. may be the worst thing I've ever watched. It's pretty bad. It's extremely bad. Yeah. I, will, I, I didn't want to like lead off with this, but like 
I know there are some people who who might like follow along with our with our show. I I would say do not watch this. No, I don't recommend it. It is on YouTube if you want to. Yeah, it is yeah. free. You can put it on in the background while you're doing something else and like maybe, but like if you're curious, I guess, but no, it's it's really not. There's so many more movies that are like so bad that they're funny. You know, you could just watch The Room again. Free is a weird concept because would you have to pay with for this with your human dollars? No, but you would have to watch it with your human eyeballs and <laughs> and I I felt taxed by that experience. I will say that much. I will say that I'm glad I watched it. I am not and I'm I, there were, there, were mo- there were moments while I was watching it where I was like, I think I'm angry at Andy for suggesting that I watch this. Okay, so we're going to we're going to go into positives because I have I, to say some good things about this. I am so so excited for this because yeah, I really, can't think of a I'm positive genuine, thing I'm genuinely to say. really curious what you're going to say cuz we watched it together and uh I don't remember you saying anything positive about it. While no, we I was taking it. mental notes. Okay. The uh, only the I will I will jump in here, and I will be done for the next twenty minutes. There was some fun bisexual lighting at points because it was very nineties. Yeah, yeah, there was some uh, extremely uh, Batman Schumacher Batman lighting throughout. Yeah, they were yeah. clearly uh, whoever whoever made this movie. They all went to the theater to see. Uh, whichever Batman it was with Jim Carrey as the Riddler together. Batman Forever. Batman Forever. And uh, we're just like, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. And then they went home and like made a TV show like several weeks later. So very, very strong scent of Schumacher on it. Sure. End of positives. And I defy <laughs> you, Andy. I defy you to find even one more. So... It is fun to see how this affected the future X-Men movies. One, it has essentially the same opening with, like, explaining what a mutant is in this. It's nearly the same quote that Sir Patrick Stewart says at the start of X-1. Two, it's the same castle as the Xavier Institute. In the movies, mm-hmm. as it is in this TV show, and that's just very fun. What they like? So, they filmed at the same location. Yeah, you couldn't tell in this. You, you could. Every, it's the same castle. Everything was lit so weird. <laughs> there are establishing shots. Um. So yeah, that's just very fun. It's fun to see how this influenced uh, what was to come. Um, it is the first live action appearance of some fan favorite characters. It's the first appearance of Banshee, first appearance of Emma Frost, uh, Monet St. Croix, uh, Mondo. Those are all fun, fun characters. They're, they're kind of bad in this. Uh, but when did X one come out five years later, four years later, was there a live action? X-Men project before this? No. Okay. Not that so I know it's, So after it's the live this, action introduction of all of these characters. After this, I'm amazed that a live action X-Men ever got made. I know. It's, it it's is wild. Of, I mean, I By know. By the same company, mind you. Well, yeah, and like, 
look, there's a lot of things to be said about all of those early X-Men movies, but, um, you know, they're extremely different from this, and boy, they sure did make them after making this one. So, uh, maybe they learned some things? I don't know. Uh, I, I will say, with these characters aside from the the character assassination of Mondo, uh, Banshee, Emma Frost, and Monet are all broad strokes similar archetypes that they're supposed to be. Like, Banshee is kind of the quintessential like older guy on the team who is like a mm-hmm. mentor figure. And, uh, you know, he's someone who like made mistakes as a young person and now he's older and like you know, kind of dishes out like barstool wisdom. And in this, he's kind of like a dad and like he's making dad jokes and uh, it's, it works for Banshee. It's good. And I, I, I will say this. Yes. The, 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 the Banshee actor, the Banshee character, it, it was fine, but yeah. I, it's also like, it's, it's, it's not even a diamond in the rough. It's just like, a shiny pebble in the rough. Like yeah, no, anything, I would agree. anything amongst this is just like, wow, you, you read the script before you came to work today. Excellent. <laughs> Speaking of diamonds, Emma Frost yeah. is, uh, housemate Kim pointed out that this is the least fabulous Emma Frost has ever been. And Kim yeah. is right. It like makeup and costuming did not do her any favors. But if you just read some of her lines, you could see maybe Emma Frost saying them. Like she's she's not quite Emma, but if you squint and like listened to really garbled uh like audio, maybe it would be Emma. Uh and then same with M. Like M doesn't do jack shit in this, but the few lines she has uh, besides her introduction, her introduction is terrible, but she, uh, the scene of her like at the fair and she has guys like fawning all over her and she's like winning all these huge stuffed animals and making them carry them around for her. Like that felt like Monet to me. That was fun. That, 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 I don't feel like we got nearly enough of that character, but no, there, she, she has nothing to do in this. I don't right, know why right. she's included. Mm-hmm. Uh, other positives. I have more. Uh, shit. Fuck. It's hard. It's hard to say positives about this. There is. Everyone's horny. Everyone wants to sleep with everyone. Is that everyone. A, is that a positive? That is a positive for X-Men. That is a quintessential part of the X-Men mythos is everyone's horny. And uh, everyone in this is like lusting after each other and like trying to like seduce each other and flirt with each other. And it's, it's a train wreck and it's not well done, but it's at least true to the comics. Except that they couldn't afford like any of the main guys. (laughs) Apparently. I think that this is probably meant to be like a tie in to the, the new hit book at the time, which was called generation X and starred all of these characters that the show could afford. Uh, they just they swapped have... two out. They swapped out Husk for Buff, uh, who they made up, and they swapped out Chamber, which is a shame, because Chamber's great, but they swapped him out for 
uh, the new character, Refrax, who is terrible. But everyone else, it's the same lineup and cast. Can, can we talk about poor Buff? Can we get... Not yet. Okay. We're still in positives. Okay. Um, I did... Not that... The, I don't even know if this is a positive. They do, like, kind of sneak in at the end. What like why the school is like this is this is not like the original five X Men where like it makes sense that there's no one else at this school. This is like it it appears that something has happened. Uh, Banshee specifically calls out the Hellions, um, which is which is a piece of of um, X Men history. Um, and and I'm like I guess potentially excited for what that could have been. But yeah, I mean, the, I don't the know Hellions that I would... were Emma Frost's evil students at her right. Hellfire Academy, and they all do get brutally murdered. Uh, I don't think that that's supposed to be the explanation as to why no one's at Xavier's because there's they mm, call it Xavier's, yeah. but there's no explanation of who the X-Men are. There's no explanation as to why Xavier isn't at the school. Mm-hmm. They don't just even mention throwaway... Xavier at all. Yeah. No. Other than the school's name. There's just a throwaway line by Banshee to Emma mentioning like, oh, yeah, you had other students and they all died. And it was kind of your fault. It's it. And I don't know if this makes it better or worse. Somebody whoever made this like knows the comics, like yeah. knows the source material, did their homework. and whether or not that person is the person who like took the next step or if that person just has no ability to kind of uh, capitalize on that knowledge is, is unknown, but still they didn't capitalize on that knowledge. I think my last positive is that the uh, phenomenal X-Men arcade game can be seen in Jubilee's uh, arcade scene. And uh, rather than watching this, you should just go play that game for an hour and a half. It's a very and, good game. And you'll have a way better time. You can be Nightcrawler. You can be uh, Dazzler. You can be Cyclops. Uh, you mm-hmm. can be Storm. It's a great game. Go play that. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> great, great song for the video game. Yeah. Um, Negative time? Yes. Please, God, yes. Uh, it's really bad. It's really it's so bad. bad. This movie's it's so, so bad. bad. The worst part, uh, the worst part for me is poor buff. Poor, poor buff. I don't actually even know like the character's real person name. Uh, but there's this girl who they just keep dunking on, body shaming the whole time. She's a mutant, and her mutant power is that she's really strong. Which is just a regular thing that people are sometimes. I'm going to interrupt you. It's not just that she's really strong. It's that she's she's, she's fucking rich. She's, yes, she's, she's rich. Shredded. She has huge muscles. She's shredded. Um, which they all treat as though it's a hideous deformity. <laughs> and she just, like, uh, when they, like, when they have a shot of her, like, they're definitely using a body double and it's definitely a man. But it's it's just a regular human body that she has that's really buff, and they keep like she's super so, jacked, and they they harp on it so often about how like allegedly fucking hideous she is. She's just 
regular looking. She's just a regular looking woman who's buff. And they're like, literally like, yeah, poor buff. She's such an uggo. She has to wear really baggy clothing so that you don't see her hideous muscles. And it's like, first of all, really strong women kick ass. Second yeah, of all, a whole, like, she's just a normal looking human girl. She is. She's extremely normal looking. She's just an average looking, uh, attractive white girl who just happens to be fucking shredded they, yeah, and they, ripped. They put like baggy clothes on the actress to, I guess, make it look like she's more muscular than she is. So I, so that we can be convinced that it lines up with that one shot where there was well, a body double of it, her from it, the back. It, it's because but, she is ashamed of being super ripped. So the the character is wearing those baggy clothes because she is trying to hide her well, yeah, her figure. Yeah. It is probably because they could not afford a muscle suit for her. Well, I guess also they couldn't like cast a bodybuilder. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, you know Luther from uh, from Umbrella Academy and how his muscles are like actually kind of alarmingly big like, a little bit yikes, and, like, you kind of understand why he makes people uncomfortable. It's not like that at all. <laughs> She's totally regular looking. And they just bring, like, again and Constantly. again and again and again, they bring up how freakish Buff is. Except this one instance where knockoff Cyclops says that he thinks that she's hot because it's his weird fetish. And that's the only lens through which anyone finds her attractive is knockoff Cyclops. I don't I don't like that you're calling Refrax knockoff Cyclops. Whatever. Scott Summers that's, would never. I listen, I Scott Summers would it is, never. It's knockoff Cyclops. He's not the same guy. It's like the uh dollar store version. His, his name is Refrax, and we are going to separate him from Cyclops okay. as much as possible. Refrax. Like Refrax to me. I don't because like he he comes in with very like, you know, Scott Summers esque powers in yeah. that like his eyes can do uh, harm to people. And I know it's an optic blast. It's not heat. And Refrax has heat. Thank you. Whatever. I was about Doesn't to come matter. in and say Refrax has lasers and Cyclops is optic you. blast. I'm very different. I'm here for you. Very Force different characters. And powers. I understand. Yep. Thank you. But then he's like, yeah, and then I'm going to, like, see through clothes and stuff yeah. eventually. It's like, what? what? He also what? has x-ray vision. Or he also has x-ray vision. Mm -hmm. I don't. And he he needs the glasses, but sometimes he doesn't need the glasses. I don't. I don't. I, I don't think they. Let me let me let me uh, blow your minds. This bad show didn't do a good job establishing the characters that it wanted us to care about. Well, the, the, you're right, Ronnie. The rules of Refrax's powers are very strange, and it does. Seem is Refrax like real? Is that like a real from the comics? No, no Buff and Refrax were created for the movie gotcha. because they could not afford to do Husk and Chamber. Sure, gotcha. Okay, uh, which is. Wild because I feel like Chamber would have been way easier to do than re anyway. Chamber's great, and actually, thank goodness he's not in this. Um, skin is confusing. Uh, not the thing that covers your bones. I mean, the character whose name is Skin. Sure. What a horrible X Men name, incidentally. What a what horrible, horrible X Men. Yeah, at yeah. least as Look, portrayed I mean, in this. In this I, pilot, 
I know part of the thing is that some mutants have really shitty powers, actually, and this is like, you know, this is used to an effect in the in the comics. They do something with that idea sometimes. Uh, but yeah, my God, what skin? Why name yourself skin? I I get that your power is bad. <laughs> also, everyone is kind of like needlessly cruel to this poor boy who has shitty powers, and uh, it makes them all extremely unlikable. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't know what. I guess they were trying to like replicate the uh, the catty drama of teenager. It's everybody's really mean. Everybody's yeah. so mean to buff. Everybody's mean to skin and um, refrax is a buff is really the victim in all of this because like skin's not skin doesn't get it like great. But also we learn later skin's also not great. No, well, um, no. skin's the one that gets tempted by Jim Carrey. Right. Um, can, can we talk about the Jim Carrey knockoff? Yeah, yeah let's talk about the Jim Carrey so, knockoff because he's bad. Evan did. Evan stressed that this guy is Jim Carrey knockoff. He is. So clearly doing Riddler from Batman Forever. It is and so spot on. This is to the guy's yeah. credit, I will say actually, he's doing quite a good Jim Carrey impression. Yeah. If I turned off like the video and just was listening to the audio, I would be like, oh, that's totally Jim Carrey. But he's definitely he doesn't look anything e- like Jim even Carrey. Even his physicality, he's doing similar facial expressions and movements. And if you ever wondered what it would be like to see Jim Carrey fight some shitty X-Men, this is the canceled TV pilot for you. Uh, There was a moment where uh, he is talking to the boardroom of the people of the company that he has made this dream technology for. And they're kind of like, how do we know you can do this? And why should we trust you? You seem like a crazy person. And I looked at Evan and housemate Kim and I went, one of them is going to be wearing a bra under their shirt. It's true. He is, Andy, Andy and he called it. And Kim, well, housemate Kim and Evan looked at me and were like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, they're doubting the technology. He's going to prove it by having gone into their dreams the night before and made one of them wear women's clothes under their suit. Just watch. And sure enough, because every scene in this takes like, three minutes longer than it needs to when he eventually got to the point where he was going to prove it. Uh, he commented on one of them. Uh, you should buy the night dress that you you've been dreaming the, about. The, you should buy the cocktail dress, the cocktail it dress, your figure. Yeah. And, so, uh, if damn, if I wasn't close. Yeah. You didn't call it exactly, but boy, you, you had the exact spirit of what, this dude was like what these writers were thinking about. So it's, it's and not sniff out uh, transphobia, like a million miles away. Not only is this uh, poorly written and uh, offensive, it is uh, extremely predictable. Yeah. I, I did not pick up on the Jim Carrey similar. I totally see it. I just, I just didn't, didn't latch onto it uh, as easy as y'all did. It just, it was just like, it was a good impression by a bad actor though. Uh, like a, like a 
bad person at like it's it's not a good performance because it doesn't right, make right. it's not i don't believe that this dude is an evil scientist i believe Thank that this you. guy is some guy who's dancing around on a set doing a jim carrey impression but it's not even just his performance it is the same plot like he kills his boss in the exact same Thro- way yeah, throwing him out a window yeah with his with his dreams and like the same machine it's the same exact scheme which is just like wild that Batman Forever came out the year before and then they fucking rushed this out uh, and thought no one would notice. I mean, we we watch shows now and we like will clearly say like, oh, they're doing like a, a uh, you know, Seven Samurai in this episode or they're doing a, a this movie in this episode. But like. This 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 Batman Forever had not become an, a, a classic yet to the point where no, you could be like, aha, this like, trope I will use. They were like, aha, this is how they do comic book movies. This is also how we're going to do our comic book movie. Also, when you think of like classic X-Men villains, you know, you th- that's yes. Y- you think of your Bolivar Trask building the Sentinels. You think of the you know, moral and philosophical debate between Magneto and Xavier or Mystique's Brotherhood or, you know, you even, if you really want to scrape the bottom of the barrel, you can go to the Savage Land and fight Sauron the Dinosaur Man. Like, there's... I want to see that. There's There's stuff out there. But this whole, like, dream sequence, uh, human who wants to... All mutants are psychic, actually, and he wants to capture their psychic. It's just bizarre. It yeah. it, it does not jive with kind of like what the X-Men is. Mm-hmm. And it it's just really strange. It's really, really weird that they, they were like, they talk- uh-huh, dream scientist. We'll have him fight the X-Men. Well, the reason that like it seems like it all wedges together is that like, they they create this this idea that any mutant with training can enter the dream realm just whenever they want. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't I don't think I don't I don't know if this is even if dreams like this is even a thing in 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 X-Men comics. But like Emma Frost, Charles, like the like the psych psychics, the the psychic tele telepath telekinetics like i'm sure they Tele- can do telepaths. this stuff yeah yeah, Tele- yeah kinetic is moving things movement kinetic, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah telekinetic tele- um, telepaths yeah i i'm sure they can, it's just like but like they they it is further to your point that like oh no no he makes sense because of this thing that we have inserted into x-men lore that's not actually a thing He's a dream murderer for all these X-Men who can access the dream realm, you know, like X-Men can. And it's like, I don't I don't think X-Men can do that. Yeah, they can't. That's a whole whole different thing. That's a different power. That's a different genre that you've entered. It's got nothing to do with X-Men. Also, it is buck fucking wild that like the most popular X-Men characters at this time were Gambit and Jubilee. And they put Jubilee in this and they made her white. 
and she does nothing. Yeah, she does. That's another. She does. Point. She does she not is, wear her iconic costume, which is literally just a yellow trench coat and pink sunglasses. She is not the same race. She uses her powers, I think, once. Yeah, just in that opening sequence where she gets grabbed by the cops and, and her, she, everything gets sparkly. And she is your POV character. Mm-hmm. Why on earth would you take the most popular X Men character at the time and say, oh? You kids fucking love Jubilee? Guess what? Here's off-brand knockoff Caucasian Jubilee, who doesn't have the same personality, barely uses her powers, and doesn't, like, dress the same. Like, why would you do that? At least make her a fucking vampire. When they made her a vampire, that was at least fun. Yeah. Truly wild how little impact this this character has. She's the POV character in this, and she does nothing. it's 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 brute like i i i have in my notes here not to not to jump off that topic too quickly i have in my notes and i and i thought that i would remember what i was talking about when i wrote this but i have aids epidemic question mark um somebody early in the movie i think compared the mutant like spread of mutants becoming like more everywhere to the AIDS epidemic. Oh, like verbally in the movie? I don't yes, remember that. Yeah, no, yeah, like it, it happened. Ooh, ooh, it, oh no. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> I I I I I might have to actually go back and just scrub through and try and figure out exactly when and where they said it and what their context was. But like they said that and I said, wow, that's you are just going right for it in a real clumsy way. And nothing else that is happening in this show is backing up your use of that metaphor at all. I mean, the X-Men did famously have a mutant version of AIDS storyline called the Legacy Virus. Uh, It was for sure handled clumsily by writers um it i think had good intentions they were trying to say something uh positive about the queer community and it for sure like i think forever linked uh the queer x-men metaphor which had already been there before but like this was extremely explicit on page but uh, whereas before it had been like a little bit more subtle with characters like Nightcrawler or, um, you know, Storm and Yukio and stuff like that. But it pretty explicitly was like, nope, this is a gay metaphor. Uh, but boy, howdy. Yeah, just straight up saying yeah, the, X, the mutants, they're like AIDS. <laughs> it's fucking wild. It was it was certainly in in like regarding like registration yeah the lack of registration and it was it was it was bad yeah extremely weird to bring that up and have it be such a minor part of the plot also the the mutant registration thing 
Yeah, it like, did. It was in there, but it really did not like the that there the government was not the antagonist. You know, the government trying to make mutants register was not the antagonist. Watching the first ten minutes, I kind of thought that's what this was going yeah. to be because the cops arrest Jubilee. There is talk of registration. It feels like the main X Men are in hiding. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like oh, like Xavier and the heavy hitters, like they had to go underground and just you know Banshee and Emma are here with these shitty kids. With their shitty powers. But they they did not ex- say that or explain that. And that wasn't the plot, actually. So I just wrote a different show in my head mm-hmm. uh, in the first 10 yeah. minutes. The, the that's show that you that's wrote, my actually, job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The show that you wrote uh, sounds better, honestly. I don't think this is a positive or a negative. Just very strange how much swearing there was in this for a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, I was yeah. surprised at that. There were some hard fucks. The one scene after when when um, Skin is explaining to Jubilee like what happened, Jubilee just goes like wild with it. And I was like, I wonder if this is like a scene they like snuck in once they realized it wasn't airing on Fox on like Thursday nights. Or I just wonder if there were like different rules back then, you know, in 1995, could you... Could you say, could you have Jubilee say fuck? And, uh, I don't think you could. I really don't think you could. I don't know. Jubilee said fuck, though. She sure did, yeah. I'm sorry. Shitty off-brand Caucasian Jubilee said fuck. Jujubee said fuck. I can't get over that. I can't, like... Obviously, whitewashing any character is bad. But, like... You whitewashed Jubilee... In 1995? That's that's utter madness. Oh, do we have anything further to say? Do we have anything further to bring to this table? Um, the danger room is really bad. Oh yeah, the danger room is like laser tag, basically. It's it's like <laughs> a rock climbing gym. Yeah. And that's not even no, not pretty even much a, it. Not even a like a good rock climbing gym. It's kind of there are like, like shitty rock walls. Yeah, but it's kind of like it's just kind of like laser tag. I think with- there are rock walls and like lots of neon lights, and it's really bad. And uh, why even have it? Like, if you can't do it, just don't put it in your thing. Just yeah, be like... Nothing, nothing important happened in the danger room. Just, just had some conversations in there. Well, they were like, oh, look, it's the danger room. We're the X-Men. But, like, just say that the mansion got burned down in a Sentinel attack and, like, you're on the run. And uh, just just do what you, what you can afford. Yeah, it... This is also, like, before a time where, like, like there were reports during um, shooting of uh, Arrow, like, the late seasons, where they were like, oh, don't use this character. We might use them in a movie. Or don't use this. Like, that was their, you know, that was a new era of, like, oh, we have all these different properties going. This was not that time. And even, like, the the movie was five years away. It was probably, like, two years away from production there, there's no one saying like oh no don't use Charles Xavier in this show because he's, he's going to be a big big point in the mood like you you could have done anything and you and you and you did this I I understand I understand I understand 
wanting to do a Generation X show and like focusing on these unique characters. But also there are maybe you shouldn't have done a Generation X show as your first foray into uh, into live action. What's weird is like. It is clear that they said, oh, well, we can't even afford to do all of the Generation X characters. They were like, we can't afford Penance, we can't afford uh, Chamber, we can't afford Husk, so we'll we'll create some characters. You know who were some pretty easy characters to probably do a TV show of, to be honest? The original five. Yeah. Angel... I was thinking you could do some Morlock shit on a TV show. Well, they, they're all fucking weird looking, know, so that's a lot but, of prosthetics. But, like, Angel, Iceman, Beast, Scott, and Gene are all pretty easy. Like, Iceman can't even fully ice up originally, and Beast is just a normal-looking dude at first. So, like, don't get me wrong, the, the original X-Men book is terrible, and Stan Lee takes all of Chris Claremont's credit, but, like, you could do a show with the original five. They're popular. And you could afford to do their powers. It's not like with uh, half these people, they're like, you can only do your power once, please. Mm-hmm. If you do it too much, we'll, uh, the show will fall apart. Another thing is that the act- actor who plays uh, Emma Frost has been on the soap opera General Hospital since 1985. <laughs> and is and is still on General Hospital. And when I go over to my mom's house with Lila, I have to see this woman in every episode Good. of General Hospital that my mom pops on. And it's and I, I won't. Not that I was like jazzed to see her or General Hospital before, but now I'm just only going to be thinking about Emma Frost. And it's it's going to be a problem. Good for her. Get that money, girl. Get that steady paycheck. I mean, ostensibly, this show plucked said, hey. That girl from General Hospital, we need her to be our Emma Frost. We need her to growl at the camera. That's what Emma Frost does. Look, I mean, they, they were not getting high-paid people here. They were not getting the cream of the crop. She was probably the best-known person in this, and she was only on General Hospital. It, it does not bode well uh, for me knowing that literally every live-action incarnation of the X-Men has just been uh, from middling at best to absolute ungodly horror show and uh, knowing that they are coming to the MCU soon and I'm going to have to live with that. Just leave my babies alone. Just let them stay on Krakoa where they're happy. Yeah, truly. That anywho, yeah. Anyway, here we are. I'm trying to think if there's anything else bad. There's, I don't, I don't. I mean, we could, we could talk. We we've talked too much about this. <laughs> what is Banshee wearing? He's wearing like I some sort know. of leather vest. Yeah, leather vest. Uh, it's like got some stuff on it too. It's got some like studs or something. 
Why doesn't he have his 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 weird wings? His like disco costume with the wings. Yeah. The the boy's been wearing the same costume since <laughs> the the seventies. Like. Hey, it's a bad show. It is. It is a bad show. Uh no one no one looks right. Uh no one uses their powers. And uh they it's boring. The, it is it's extremely boring, boring. And they fight uh a, a very strange scientist man plucked straight out of Batman Forever. Which was also one... a bad incarnation of the Riddler, to be yeah. frank. There is one line um when uh Mondo is telling Jubilee about his powers. He goes, yeah, anything I touch, that's I, t- I turn my, my, my body turns into that material. And Jubilee says something like, well, what happens if you eat jello? And Refrax kind of laughs and Mondo shoots him like a dirty look. And Refrax is like, what? He's like, you know, I don't like jello. And I was just like that. What? What are? What is this? Why? What? Why are we watching this? Because it's one thing if like the world is gonna be wacky and and unsustainable. Fine, as long as like the banter between the kids feels like real and lived in. Like I'll be fine. And it doesn't. It doesn't feel real or lived in. And it's it's a bad show. Also, extremely valid question. Is that what yeah. happens if you eat Jello? <laughs> yeah. What happens when you drink water? <laughs> I I only just met uh, Mondo in the current New Mutants run. I had never read a book with him in it before. And he's like really chill and like like laid back and just kind of like, hey, I'm here to like go with the flow and have a good time and just like ride this out. And he's just like the most like good vibes, like chill dude. And so to see him in this where he is just the 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 cruelest character was really throwing me. It just were they were like we need someone to be a bully. And yeah. so we're going to pick someone at random. Like have the have Refrax be the bully. You fucking made him well, up. He is the he's thing. not nice though. I mean Ref- everyone Ref- is Ref- mean. Yeah. yeah. Refrax is the bully mm-hmm. and it's almost like they say no, we need a darker, larger <laughs> child yeah. to be a bully. Yeah. This refract. We clearly have a redemption arc plan for this refract kid. But so who are we gonna have be the uh omni villain, the villain for the whole thing? Mondo. The brown one. Uh I did like when uh Banshee uses his scream the one time he uses it. And then he pretends to holster two pistols like a sheriff. That was fun. That was fun. The Banshee was good. Didn't do anything. The screen didn't do big, anything. Like big, big data energy though. Like yeah. so, the, they did this effect. You know this like hoop effect where the air warbled, where he just like screamed at the children, and they were just like, Wah! and they didn't like it. Just sort of like made them lose their balance like it didn't it didn't do it was well, the they were already on the ground yeah because they were fighting yeah it didn't they just didn't, rolled more did, well it didn't they didn't move even they just sort of like wobbled a little bit also look i'm not a teacher but maybe don't 
use your superpower on your students? Like, can you imagine if Cyclops was there and he was like, I got to break up this fight. Let me take my <laughs> visor off. <laughs> like, you broke up the fight, Cyclops, but that's because everyone's dead now. Like, just are, a, are you... Just a, just a warning shot. Just a little like, warning shot for your students. Can you imagine if Rogue was like, oh, let me break up this fight. I'll chuck a boulder at them. Like, don't do not do that. That's that's not being a good teacher. Banshee, I, I like the little pistol thing you did there, but you just killed six children. <laughs> can we can we can we put you know, you know, what's the, the 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 worst part about this show? About this, this pilot is that I while watching it was like, gosh, I really hate this and I don't want to watch any more of it, but I have to because I have a podcast. My my thought was, you know, I should go. We should we should we should uh try to figure out what we're gonna do next. We should watch Young Hercules. That's 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 what I thought. That's that's what came out of my brain. Is in the moment of this show, I said, hmm, you know what would really go down smooth right now would be some Ryan Gosling as Hercules. I I I know that I kind of like suggested this casually as the uh, listener submission. I do have a truly uh, choice pick for uh, for my pick, which I think is next, unless I'm overruled here and y'all are calling this my pick. No, this isn't your pick. I think this is just kind of like a fun little... This I think the listeners side. still ought to yeah. get a pick. <laughs> they, don't, they, they should not be saddled with this. Um... We we might do I don't know I I, I kind of like the idea of doing these every now and then, um, with with the guarantee that this is as bad as it gets. Um, prove me wrong. <laughs> that's our that's our new sign off. <laughs> this is as bad as it gets. Prove me wrong. <laughs> oh boy, that's a bold that's a bold statement. <laughs> We're, we're I like gonna, it. We're I think we should out, roll with it. We're gonna figure out what we're doing next. Uh-huh. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll hit you on Twitter. We'll uh-huh. figure out what this what, what's going on now. We'll, we'll talk amongst ourselves. We'll get into a small group. Is it a right. listener submission next? Is that what we said? I, I think we should we do, should a, do listener a true submission listener submission. Next. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll have so, to sit so, on my bad pick till then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we could do a quick one, maybe. Um, well, it's only a one season show. That's fair. Um, send in your submissions. We're at pending pod on Twitter uh, and check out uh, where they may radio where, yeah. where they may dot com on Patreon at WT Patreon dot com slash WTM radio. Just lots of cool stuff happening. I am uh, I am in the process of recording episodes <gasps> or scheduling guests for uh Yet to be announced, a uh, musical theater project. So, I'm so excited! It's, pump, pump, it's gonna pumped. be it's gonna be pretty cool. I think uh, I've got some very kind guests to go first, so I can kind of work out the kinks on this thing. Um, but yeah, look forward to that. Hitting hitting your feed. I'll have a, a trailer episode up so you can subscribe. Um, and yeah, check out. Uh, Force Friends rewatch. Check out uh, uh, fan fiction, fan fiction is good. Is good actually, actually. Yeah. thank you. Yeah, just um, released episode number six. Hell yeah! 
It's about live um, journal. That's cool. I have I've been kind of casually, not not actively, very casually working on some selfie fanfic that I'm <laughs> I'm pretty jazzed about. I might have yeah. to come on the show and just uh just promote your that. fan fiction. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know where to put it. Right now it just lives in my notes app. Yeah. Um I can I can teach you. We can have an episode where uh we're gonna have an episode called Ronnie posts his first fanfiction. <laughs> um we also need to record the Evan Explains yes. ABO to Andy and Ronnie, because that's going to be a trip. I'm going to have to take a little sample of it and put it in the feed, just so everybody knows what they're missing by not subscribing yeah. to our Patreon. For sure. And you should be subscribed to our Patreon. Like I said, that's patreon.com slash WTM radio. Um, I just want to say, that's it. sometimes yeah. I'm mean to the listener, sometimes I yell at them when they misbehave. But uh, I do appreciate every listener, and I uh, I super appreciate every patri- patron, Patreon, patron, Patreonist, patron, Patreon subscriber. Y'all are great. You're all great. Yeah, you're all great. great. Thank you for giving us your hard-earned money. We really appreciate it. Sorry that we covered uh, Fox's Generation X. That's our whoopsie daisy. It's so it's wild that this is Fox. This is in our it's, wheelhouse. This is this, this is, what, is in our wheelhouse. This is what we did to ourselves by deciding to do this podcast. Okay, before we end this, better or worse, Inhumans or Generation X? Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I'm on the record of thinking several episodes of Inhumans worked for me. So I think, I think it would be disingenuous for me to say anything other than the Inhumans absolutely clobbers this and i also agree with that in this moment um nothing i I have ever watched has been worse than generation x i I stand by it that's a bold statement Uh, i sat through all of lady in the water special is worse than Generation. i disagree with that entirely han solo puts his blaster away so that he can judo chop a stormtrooper and that is fucking comedy gold that's the only a, funny it's, thing it's, in it. Mostly nothing happens. Totally Mark Hamill's slutty makeup. Carrie Fisher high as a kite singing a song while wearing a Snuggie. The holiday special think, is gold. I think it's possible of the holiday for things special, to be... No, nothing happens. I think it's possible for something to be so bad that it is good, and it's possible for something to be so bad that it is not good. I don't think that it's like... If what's it called? If Generation X was worse, it would be better. It's just demonstrably worse. And I would I would I would watch the Star Wars holiday special a thousand times before I would ever put this back on. Evan's point that this is boring is, I think, the the meat of it, because well, while you're right, babe, the holiday special is (laughs) incredibly bad. Uh, you never know what's going to happen because there are these weird vignettes. Like all of a sudden there's someone doing very offensive drag, uh, doing a cooking show and just screaming, stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. And then all of a sudden Jefferson Starship is doing a circus soleil act. And then all of a sudden the granddad's watching porn. Yeah. The, the, the old, the old Wookiee is watching a, a porn helmet. So like, you just never know what's going to happen. Whereas this one, you know, be it for beat, what's going to happen Two, 
it's nothing happens. So I, I think this is worse. Uh, I, I don't know if it's worse than Inhumans. I almost think that the slightly higher production value of Inhumans makes it hurt all the more. Uh, that's what, that's the point I was going to make. Uh, Inhumans had all of the resources to make a good show, and they still just slam dunked it into the trash can. And some like, and some truly good actors. Yeah, I don't care at all about the production. I care about the final product. Give I let's. I I don't I don't want to make people watch Generation X, so I don't, don't watch ask Generation the people, X. Don't watch it, but we. People did watch Inhumans. If I guess it's much longer. Listeners, we're going to do a poll. You have to go on Disney Plus and watch Marvel's Inhumans. And then you have to go on YouTube and watch Generation X. And then you have to vote in our poll. And you have to tell us which is worse. We're going to put a poll on Twitter. Don't do any of these things. Yeah, we're going to put a poll on Twitter. I, I, I will post a poll on Twitter. I'm saying do not do these things. Do not do these. I, I'm putting up a poll and I pray to our the listeners God that it only gets zero votes. It's we'll gonna see. it's gonna be tough. It's, we'll see. I'm very torn about which is worse. I think I do have to say Inhumans is worse. Generation X is such a bastardization, though. It is, and I will say that the Inhuman comic books suck. So at least it was accurate because yes, the Inhumans are terrible. The X-Men are good. And this was a bad show of X-Men and humans are bad. And it was a bad Inhuman show. Nothing could possibly be worse than this. Prove us wrong. Where they may radio.